0: Excellent. So, Alex, Rayfield, thank you for stopping by. Hey, good morning. Thank you. Um, we're going to just have some fun here today and, and talk about uh, who you are and the business you're in and, and what got you here. Okay. Um, first and foremost, let's formally give me the titles of your business, please, because you've got a couple.
1: All right. So, I'm uh, my name is Alex Rayfield. I'm the owner of Choice Home Inspections uh, and Elevated Structural Solutions. So, from the Choice Home Inspection side, I obviously am doing home inspections, residential, commercial, uh, inspections, new construction inspections, and then from the elevated structural solutions side of my business is for my structural engineering, uh, license. I am on top of being a licensed home inspector in Virginia. I am
0: a licensed professional engineer, specializing in structural engineering. Excellent. We're going to get more of that history of the Special engineer, but we're going to go way back, as I just said. We're going to go back to when you were just a fetus. So uh, (laughs) where'd you grow up? I grew up in Montgomery, Alabama. Yeah, yeah. Born and
1: raised in Alabama. Uh, Went to the University of Alabama. um, Roll Tide. And uh, (laughs) graduated from Alabama in 2013. Uh, Spent five years there uh, in the Civil Engineering Department working for geotechnical professor and also doing what's called a cooperative education um, assignment where you go to school a semester, you work a semester, go to school a semester, work a semester. And I did that with a uh, geotechnical um, testing laboratory that was
0: in Tuscaloosa. So you're doing a lot of, um, so like geothermal or just more geotechnical from a
1: Yeah. Yeah. So did a little bit of geothermal, um, for some high end clients. Uh, and then also the university was installing some geothermal systems as well. Um, and then mostly it was, uh, like, uh, soil and materials testings, um, was majority of the job. Um, got into a little bit of design work towards the end, obviously, as you progress through your schooling, you know, a little more, um, then after that was over, like I was, like I said before, went to work for one of the professors on campus. Was his TA um, uh, as an undergrad, and worked with him to uh, help the state of Alabama update some of their GIS systems, um, and also help with the overhaul of um, some structural building codes. Because I was there during the time. Uh, that the April twenty seventh, two 2011 tornado came through Tuscaloosa Um, and then two weeks after that was the Joplin Missouri uh, tornado and so we were sent out to get data points on how we can improve things and over the course of the next year came up with some ways to change building codes and institute new things that have to be built for public spaces and um, or Certain types of developments, like uh, if a mobile home park was being put in and you have to put in a storm shelter, um, you know, things like that. Same with parks and schools
0: and all that good stuff. So the biggest takeaway is kind of going back to the, and and having a shelter that you can easily get to during the moment of... Exactly,
1: yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of people stay put because they don't know where else to go. Um, And so to have uh, a secured structure close by, you know, within, uh, I forget what the actual, uh, physical limits, um, from a away, away from your development or your house or anything like that, what it has to be. But, um, just to have that option there, you know, has saved a lot of lives already.
0: Is it a time <clears throat> limit? Is that how they determine the distance? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. How yeah. fast
1: you can get there. Exactly. By the time that the tornado warning siren goes off to lack of a better word, impact, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there, you're, there's only a certain distance you, that you can go and, you know, a certain amount of people and all those, all those things go into it.
0: Yeah. Which parents do for work?
1: Um, so my mom was a medical transcriptionist. She did that. She's done that my entire life, uh, always worked in the, in the healthcare system, working for, uh, general physicians and, and, uh, family doctors and things like that. Um, And then my dad started as a welder, um, at a palletizing plant. So you take a wood pallet and it, he builds the machines that stack product, wrap the product and then allow it to be shipped. Um, so he started as a welder and floor sweeper and ended up becoming the shop manager. And, um, yeah, did, did really well for himself for sure.
0: Great. Any, Any brothers or sisters?
1: I have a brother and I have a stepsister Uh, brother is five years older than me. Um, He manages a scrapyard in Alabama, one of the largest scrapyards in the Southeast. Um, And then my stepsister uh, is a nurse. Um, She just got her master's degree is going for her. I believe now going for her doctorate of nursing. Um, Yeah. Very smart, very motivated. Um, and she has been a, uh, cancer center nurse for probably the past seven years, five, seven years.
0: Is she still in Alabama?
1: She is. Yeah. Every, everybody's still in Alabama. I'm the, I'm the black sheep there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so what brought you to Virginia?
1: A job. Yeah. Uh, after graduating from Alabama, I moved to Houston, Texas, stayed there for a few years. Um, was working for a large international company. Um doing a lot of uh, um, water resources engineering um, working with the bayous down there and in, in Houston uh, water treatment plants wastewater treatment plants things like that was given the opportunity to transfer to Roanoke Virginia into the structural engineering office which is exactly what I wanted to do I always wanted to do vertical structures um, so I was given that opportunity and uh, took the chance, moved to Roanoke, was there for about three years, and then just happened to, you know, you, you meet people in some of the, the, the funniest circumstances or, or, you know, oddest ways. And um, met a guy uh, while drinking a beer one night, and he happened to be the vice president of one of the arms of the company that I was working for out of the DC area. So he asked me to come work for him and I transferred up to DC and worked there for a couple of years and, um, then just sort of got burned out on DC as, <laughs> as a lot of people do. Um, and so I moved back to central Virginia. Yeah. To orange County and, um, in the Charlottesville area. And during that time, that's
0: when I came up with opening up my own business. What made you, come towards the orange in central Virginia out of coming, leaving DC. Yeah.
1: So on top of, you know, building things and moving around the country. Uh, when I was in Houston, I took up the sport of skydiving. Um, a friend of mine in college, uh, Brennan Cox, he passed away in college. And, uh, when I went out to his funeral out in Dallas, I was sitting around with his dad and learned that he was a skydiver him and his dad were. I was like, well, that's pretty cool. Like didn't know civilians could do that. Um, so I told him like, Hey, once I graduate, get some money, I'm going to go do a tandem jump and ended up doing a jump, got hooked, got my license. Um, and since then I'm an AFF instructor, which is like the school that you go through to get your license. I'm a tandem instructor, um, worked as an assistant manager at Skydive Orange um so that's sort of what brought me back to central virginia was skydive orange wasn't ready to leave that place and uh lots of good things there so How many jumps do you have right at a thousand yeah
0: yeah yep yep broken bones twisted ankles um
1: got? yeah you know broken broken a couple bones but that nothing nothing crazy serious it'll uh, stop you
0: from doing it no no absolutely <laughs> not yeah i went through uh Orlando went to those, one of those stupid fans. Yeah, yeah, and, the iFly, yeah. And tried that. And, you know, outside you're like, well, that seems pretty straightforward. And then once you're inside, you're like, I'm little movement has me turned over. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, all right, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> something else.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a little harder inside a 14-foot yeah. glass tube. Yeah, with six other people. <laughs> yeah. And you're like,
0: I don't know. <laughs> uh, what would you want to do when you were five? Do you want to be an engineer? When I was five...
1: Uh, I mean, I can give you the what everybody says and go be an astronaut
0: and all that good stuff. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, growing up in Alabama, you got NASA and Huntsville, so that was that was always on everybody's plate.
0: Watched a lot of Space Camp as a kid. Yeah, oh yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> um, no, I mean when when it was five, it was it was a baseball player. It was always a baseball player. Very nice. Like yeah, uh, apparently like I was hitting balls at the age of two. You know, out in the backyard and always throwing the ball around and doing that and played for you know like 18 years
0: do you have a um so who's your favorite team oh the braves i wasn't sure if we we're gonna be braves or, or go over to houston no no yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah which is
1: uh which is very very fun to watch this this well this world series It was yeah i was uh people were like oh you're a little torn i'm like absolutely not <laughs> no it's, it's braves all the way
0: absolutely what was your position uh played third and pitcher Okay. Yeah. So you could bring the heat. Yep. All right. Yep. Snap (laughs) off a good curveball. Exactly, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Did it help you get into school or just the the discipline of sport?
1: Just the discipline, really. Um, When I was in 10th grade, I was at one high school that was very good at baseball. Not so good at school. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I, you know, just got lucky in the fact that high school was always pretty easy for me when it came to the actual schooling part. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, going to that school was very easy for me. So I got to dedicate a lot of time to baseball. Um, but once I got to that 10th grade age and started looking towards the future, I realized that going to this school for baseball, if I'm not already being looked at, then I'm not going to continue past, high school at the level that I want to continue. Um, so I made the decision to remove myself from that private school and go to a public magnet school that focused on academics. It was an academic magnet school and yeah, uh, gave that up. Um, still played, uh, but gave up the real ambition of taking it to the next level. Gotcha. Um, just uh focused on the school that then got me a full ride to alabama so it worked yeah, out it worked for out. sure yeah. for sure
0: what's your favorite book ooh favorite book right um mm.
1: <laughs> the heart of darkness is a great book by joseph conrad um uh the most dangerous game is a great one um I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, and then one, one that always stuck around from like younger. Cause it's, 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 you can, re- you can read it in elementary school, but it's called the Westing game. Um, it's a mystery book.
0: Uh, I was a choose your own adventure guy.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> book
0: report need to be done. Choose your own adventure.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then some of the classics, like I've, shoot, I've read Sherlock, all the Sherlock Holmes, probably three or four times lord of the rings um harry potter you know all, all that all the, the that good kind of stuff nowadays it's all it's all
0: history and and uh biographies more non yeah, yeah way more nonfiction. yeah i find myself almost exclusively doing nonfiction reading yeah um if i can get four fiction books a year it's an amazing thing yeah Which oh, it just seems lot, to work yeah. that way yep yeah so i, I understand If you won the Powerball for 400 large, what would you do with the money? Oh
1: man. Um, I would get my private pilot's license. I would buy a very nice plane. Um, and then travel that thing around the world. (laughs) Uh, would you continue to work? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to, yeah. You can't just, I, I wouldn't be able to just cut it off. Cause I would get bored.
0: <laughs> I, I wasn't sure if jumping out of the plane that you said you know, would be yeah, the job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that, yeah. That,
1: that, that could certainly be the job. You know, I've always had aspirations of opening up my own drop zone, um, and, and going down that route. Uh, so with $400 million, you could certainly <laughs> open up a very nice drop zone. Um, <laughs> But yeah, you know, with that comes a lot of responsibility too. So with $400 million, I don't know if I really want to take on the responsibility of owning a business like that. And...
0: Exactly. Yeah. Well, you'll have a lot more relatives than you thought you had. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you could uh, get rid of one U.S. state, which one would it be? One U.S. state? <laughs> and why? I like this question. All right.
1: <laughs> huh. Um, one U.S. state. Man, that's tough. Uh, oh. You know, there's lots of pros and cons to them all, but I got to say, Louisiana. <laughs> yeah, Louisiana, they're just, it's, it's a special place down there um, with special people. Um, you know, no offense to anybody from Louisiana that's listening to this, uh, <laughs> but being from the University of Alabama, and there is a very big rival school down there um let's just say i've uh uh have had some not so great experiences in the state of louisiana um more after like uh when our team wins the football game and i'm trying to leave the stadium and things like that um but we, we won't get into
0: that just more frequent now <laughs> yeah yeah uh,
1: but louisiana is is beautiful and there's a lot of great things that go on there and a lot of great people um but that, that one sticks out in my head. We can just, it just, we'll just drop them off. You know, I'm sure everybody
0: wants to say Florida. <laughs> I said Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah, they got it too nice. They do have it. Too so nice, I was like, stop. stop. Yeah, you know, an occasional volcano. We <laughs> <they> do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's making new land. That's all it's doing. Uh, tell me about the time you failed to achieve a goal, and what changed? Changes did you make as a result? Um.
1: Failed to achieve a goal. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I alluded to the fact that I had that free ride to Alabama. Well, at one point during school, uh, I actually lost that free ride because I just wasn't taking the general education courses serious enough in their eyes. Um, my classes in my major, I was a 4.0, but everything else was not so much a 4-0. So that was a big wake-up. Like, hey, man, even though you can't just do what you want all the time, like, sometimes you just got to shut up and do the work. Um, So that was probably the first big wake-up of, you know, grow up a little bit, you know, put your pride and your, you know, yourself aside from from time to time and um, just get the job done uh
0: so that was definitely one of them what uh what piece of critical feedback do you hear most often and what do you hand out to other folks most often piece of critical feedback that
1: i hear um hmm one thing that i hear is you know uh, that you can always I guess add a little more add value or uh, come up with the newest thing to do when in my opinion sometimes that doesn't always translate to a better product or uh, a better experience for your client or or whoever you're working with or for um, one thing that I tell a lot of people is stop talking stop talking and listen to people Like. People are gonna tell you what, what they have wrong. Um, They're gonna tell you their concerns. It's, you know, the, the the worst conversation that I have is when I'm saying something and I'm finishing a sentence because I've been asked a question, when I'm already being asked a follow-up question before I've even answered the first question, like in the middle of a sentence. Um, it's like let people talk, let them do their own thing, like and then you'll get a lot more information
0: and understanding out of that. Have a little courtesy, it seems like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you could uh, start your career over, what would you redo? What my- would you change? Ooh, that's a good one. Um,
1: <laughs> I would probably take my 20s a little more seriously. <laughs> <laughs> you and uh, everybody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would take my 20s a little more seriously Uh, in the, uh, especially for like the company that I worked for was a hundred thousand person employee company. Like it was, I had everything at my fingertips. Um, the same with, same with school. Like, you know, people don't think that school is, you know, part of their profession and all that. You know, a lot of people don't go into what they went to school for, but I got lucky and did, um, taking it all way more seriously and just, using all the resources that you have um not 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 getting complacent in
0: some things and uh just keep moving forward yeah so did you have uh, a mentor it, it as you move beyond school but in these new jobs in roanoke and in, in washington do you have a particular mentor um that really helped you move forward and, and what of their teachings have you maintained what have you said was good at the time and, and you're, made your own now
1: yeah so um in houston uh my manager aaron she I, I i've been real lucky when i was working for other companies that i had amazing managers like got super lucky um they always wanted me to do as much continuing education as possible um to get on site get my hands dirty you know get in the weeds of things allowed me those those opportunities and didn't try to hold my hand, um, because that, that wouldn't have worked with me. Just how I am just like, no, let me alone. Let me, let me work through it myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, if I got questions, I'm going to come to you and we can sit down at that point. Um, but yeah, to just never, never be satisfied. Um, treat people with respect, uh, understand that, you know, yeah. I have a job here. We have a business to take care of, and, and projects to get in and get out, and, and and do it, you know, do do what we're getting paid to do. But at the end of the day, like that, that sometimes comes second fiddle to making sure that the team's happy, um, that everybody's set up, you know, with the best opportunity to deliver the best product. Um, so I took more of the some of the soft skills away from my time working under some folks uh, than some of the hard skills with engineering like you know that's why you go to school can you can you do the problems because once you're out of school computer Mm -hmm. programs are doing it like Mm -hmm. we're double-checking we're you know collaborating with all the other trades to make sure that this building will stand up you know when it comes to the actual finite design of things like that's not a lot of the job, honestly, anymore is because of the, we, we model everything We just let the models take care of it Sure. and it'll spit it out for us. We double check and move on. So to be able to, I don't want to say read people, but to be able to see from physical expressions and mannerisms, how a person's reacting to something or, um, or what we can well, what what I can do to, you know, try and help improve that person's experience. That was that was a lot of th- a lot of good things that I took away.
0: Gotcha. I've got a lot of, uh, a lot of you, you know, sell, sell me your business. Tell me, tell me about the, okay the home inspection. What are you looking for? How do people reach you? Tell me about the, the structural engineer, which, you know, what kind of percentage of both okay. are you doing? Yeah. And we'll kind of wrap it up from there.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, based out of Orange County, Virginia, and I'll travel anywhere. There's no really limits of where I'll go. Um, as long as the the business is there uh, I'm happy to help out when it comes to home inspections um, you know it's a it's a pretty my my girlfriend makes fun of me all the time because I say it over and over but it's a it's a top-down outside in technique of what I use where I'm looking at anything that I can get my eyes hands feet fingers on Um, I'm gonna open up anything that that I can um, when it comes to major appliances m- mechanical electrical plumbing, structural uh, installation interiors um, you know any sort of uh, systems that are in the house I want to make sure everything's working turned on doing what doing what it's supposed to be doing built correctly um, you know a lot of your major uh, manufacturers have specific install instructions and, um, and requirements that they, uh, have in order to keep warranties, so making sure that we're that everything's installed and and being abided by that. Um, when it comes to commercial inspections, and it gets a little can, can get a little trickier depending on the space. Like a doctor's office is pretty straightforward, but a restaurant that might have some very high-end specialty equipment um, can definitely get trickier. To where I then subcontract out and bring in special t- specialists that you know know this equipment and. Just uh, do anything that I can to make the client feel more comfortable, understand that I'm trying to bring as much value to the table as I can. Um, if there's something that I don't know, I go out and I'll research it. I go out and find people that know about it. Um, I don't try and pass the buck there. Like I want to learn about it just as much as you do. Um, So, yeah, I mean base, like I said, out of Orange County, um, most of my works in Charlottesville on top of the home inspections and, uh, commercial inspections is the structural engineering do a lot of, uh, structural inspections for older homes, basements, foundations, um, manufactured homes, uh, do custom renovations, uh, additions, um, all that good stuff um whatever a client may need um you know it never hurts to just pick up the phone give me a call and I, if i can help you out then i most certainly will or if i know somebody that's a better fit i don't mind you know it, not not every job's for you right so pass the buck and and take that on to
0: somebody else and um just try and help help out your client as best as possible i appreciate it i appreciate you coming in uh of the of the things you see kind of as a final question of the things you see on the home inspection what's the biggest most common concern that you come across is it failed electrical is it water seepage is it um a tree yeah what do we what's what do you see most often the
1: number one force against the house is water um we got to do anything that we can to keep the water out uh and it also you know depends here in this area you've got crawl spaces you've got basements you've got Brand new homes you've got homes that are 200 years old so we fight a lot of different construction methods and uh, materials that were used just historically and nowadays to to help um, keep the water out Um, so there's many many things that go from the ridge of your roof all the way down to your footing um, that we can do and put in place to keep water out um, or if water has gotten in then there's ways to remediate it you know either through mold mildew remediation um, physical barriers uh, regrading um, replacing
0: you know lots of different things so got any questions just feel free to reach out to me We'll do it, and uh, we'll definitely put all your contact information along with this, and then obviously you know, you'll get a copy put on your social media as well. Perfect. I appreciate you coming in, Alex, and uh, thank you for your time. Thank you.